Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. All right. How's everybody doing out there? You know, this is so different for me, but I'm enjoying it. I'm not much of a, a digital guy. In fact, I'm not a digital guy at all, but I'm enjoying it tremendously and um, hopefully y'all are enjoying it as well. Um, I mean, we're still laying down the groundwork about this podcast, but hopefully you're, you're getting some valuable things about where we stand with things and that definitely, that some of that will be coming in the in the future. But we just wanted to just let kind of get you familiar with us and we get familiar with you, however that can work out. And so here we are. And so once again, here she is, my wife, Julia Peace. And uh, so how you doing? Not like I don't know, but they need to know out there in podcasting. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? And you know, (laughs) you know. Forget about it. All right. Mm. Well, anyway, I'm going to just let you take it away. Once again, this is Unrehearsed, Undiscussed. So here we go, y'all. And we are so blessed and privileged to have Hero Small H with us. That's right. So it's a team with the three amigos, the, what is it, (laughs) three musketeers. Yay. Mm -hmm. Of podcast as long land. as we're not the three stooges i'm good sometimes yeah you got that <laughs> okay so mike um what are you doing now as an artist in today's industry well it's i, I guess you know because people have asked me this so many times are you still rapping are you still rapping i t- i'm i've telling i've been telling people um, if I tried to get out of rapping, I'm no one is letting me get out of rapping. I'm still being invited to go places. I'm like, yo, do know I'm in my 60s. I don't feel 60, but I'm in my 60s, and people are still asking me to do things. And so, um, every little once in a while, I get invited to do things. I get asked to do things every year at a at uh, well, I'm a bi- I'm biased, but my favorite Christian festival, Kingdom Bound. Uh, I, I always get on the mic. They always bring me up on stage to do something with other with the other rappers and things like that. And we have a great time uh, doing them. So I think I will always do hip hop. I think I'll always be rapping. Um, even in my sixties, I'm still doing it. And so, uh, but but the the greater part of that is I'm really doing my best to set up other rappers that I really uh, enjoy listening to because of their lyrical content. Um, they're more into the hope than into the hype when they get in front of crowds. Um, they have all of the elements, or at least what I call the 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 elements of Christian hip hop. I know what the four elements of hip hop are generally, but you know the four elements of Christian hip hop, and you know that's um, anointing, boldness, content, and doctrine. A B C D, and and I I think those are the key elements. Um, for us as, as as Christians when it comes to hip-hop, that we are bringing forth the gospel in an uncompromised way. We are not pronouncing God when we're not supposed to pronoun God. Pronouncing God, we're speaking the name of Jesus uh, with conviction. And so I've just been working with uh, rappers that I think have the elements and are really carrying the torch for hip-hop, to, Christian hip-hop today. You know, I'm reminded of a lot of times when you you were a different kind of rapper and artist that they <laughs> used you. to say you just talk too much rather than music in between the songs in between the songs yes yeah well that's okay for me um and it was okay for me then to um <laughs> i was saying jd has even said that it's like dad you kind of talk too much in between the songs but i was re- you know the hip hop was really the bait um you know, to get people to to hear what we were all about. That was the first thing. But the second thing is, 
for as much as I talked, I gave a whole lot of music too. You know, it's just that I talked a lot, but I gave a whole lot of music. It was not like 50% music, 50%, you know, speaking. It was more like, you know, 70% music and 30%, you know, speaking. But the speaking was just so intentional and, and the speaking was so intense because I would speak about matters up to the minute and where Jesus fit into that because I always knew that I was in front of unsaved people. And if anybody said I did too much, most of the people that said I was doing too much talking, it was when they had paid money, you know, to see me. And, you know, they didn't come to hear me speak. They came to hear me rap, you know. So, but that's okay. You know, a whole lot of people got saved. Yeah, you had a saying, especially in terms of an art artist and artistry, is that you're only as good as how you uh, perform when things aren't yeah, going right. Yeah, you're only as good, and and I still hold to that conviction today. You're only as good as when the music is not playing, because it's real easy to get in front of a mic and do stuff and say stuff and get the crowd moving, hyped and everything. But what are you made of? You know, what are you made of? And I learned something. I picked up on something. Not that it was an issue with me, but it stayed in it has to this day stayed at the forefront of my mind. Is um, when we were. On, uh, I spoke to another young man who was in a musician in, in another band, a Christian band, and he said that he saw a popular group in one city, and um, about about three weeks later, he saw that same group in another city, and the guy that said what he said in that one city, he said the same exact stuff, you know, in another city, and it's like, no. Nah, you know, God is God is so relevant today that he's up to the minute. And so um, I, it stayed on my mind that you won't hear me say the same thing from city to city. I will be, I could say something up to the minute and where Jesus fit in as the answer. Yeah, I know you always try to be fresh with whatever, fresh, he's fresh. <laughs> That's right. Kay, can you tell us, I mean, we had just gotten married in 1987, mm-hmm. March, and Later on that year, we began introduced to Fred Caserta. Yes. Can you tell us about that beginning and, <laughs> and what happened after that in terms of how Kingdom Bound fit into your life? I have to say this first, that Fred Caserta went to be with the Lord in 2006. I still miss him to this very day. <laughs> and anybody who knows him knows these things. And so anyone who knows him and you're listening to this, you can laugh and you know I'm saying this as a tribute to Fred. When I met Fred... Um, and Fred was famous for not getting people's names right, okay? And anybody who knows Fred, they love that about him, okay? And so this is not to dishonor him. If it were, I wouldn't do it. But uh, uh, so when he met me, he says, you're Michael Pierce. You're Michael Pierce, right? I said, yes, sir, I am. He says, uh, you know, uh, who does your dates for you? I can get you dates. So I told him, well, the youth pastor at our church is doing the best he can. He said, you need a real agent. I can get you dates. I can get you dates. And I'm like, you know, everybody can get me dates and nobody's getting me dates is where I was standing, you know, at that time. And so about about two weeks later, we were at a we were at a Christian festival. Um, and at that festival, uh, I saw one of the artists that he he that Fred was booking. It was Rick Cooler. And we are and we are very close today to this very day. Rick and I and, and his wife, Diana, we are, as you well know, we're very close with them. Stayed at their home a couple of times and everything. And um, I remember watching him. Well, actually, you saw him first on stage. And I, I remember you said, honey, we need to talk to Fred um, because the way that that artist just represented Jesus on that stage, 
uh, we need to have somebody like him ha- handling our ministry and our booking. And then I got to see, I got to meet Rick. And then the next day he did another concert, concert and I saw him then. I was like, oh, as soon as we get back to Rochester, we we're going to call Fred up. And so we called him up and said, let's get together. And the rest is history, you know. And and Fred, we, we owe him, even though he's with Jesus, we still owe him a debt of gratitude for all that he did to get us literally all over the world. So tell us about the first time that you performed at Kingdom Bound. Because Fred said, you know, got you a date. <laughs> got you a date. Saturday, October 3rd, 1987. I'm on the stage at Darien Lake. It's a, a theme park in upstate New York. Equidistant between between Rochester and Buffalo. I'm on the stage. Well, you got to describe the venue. It was a circle with a wooden fence around Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yes. And that's not, right. Not underneath it. It's an open it, sky. Uh, just op- yeah, open sky, open air. Everything was open, y'all. I'm letting <laughs> you know. Everything was open. And uh, we were there, and, and I, I'm on the stage, and I'm rapping. Now, mind you, people were saying that, that, that Christian... Um, contemporary Christian music was of the devil anyway, and and Christian hip hop was definitely of the devil. Like like you know, pretty much Satan had written my lyrics, and I was dating Satan's cousin. Okay, that was the level of how they were treating us, right? And some people I think thought that too. But anyway, I digress. But anyway, um, I'm on the stage and I'm rapping, and all of a sudden it starts snowing while I'm on the stage, and it's the kind of thing where some people might have said, "You see." You see, I, 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 if, the, if, the, if that were the Lord, the Lord would not have allowed it to snow. And people were saying things like it was of the devil, but that was 1987, and this is 2022, and we are still doing Kingdom Bound. those weren't like snowflakes. That was like hail yeah, coming out. I'm telling you. <laughs> and there I was on stage. I mean, I don't even know if snow was in the, was in the forecast. Yeah. It just started snowing. I'll not ever forget that. Not as long as I'm black and saved. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and my parents were there for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember you were telling me. And they yeah. get, went back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not ever, ever, ever forget it. So that's my claim to fame at Kingdom Bound. And Fred Caserta was the founder and um, former executive director of Kingdom Bound as well. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because when Fred passed on, it, it passed on to Donna Russo. Mm-hmm. And she's an amazing woman of God. Yes, she is. And, and just handles herself so well. Yeah. And knows that festival, keeps up with the tastes mm-hmm. of people. And, and her heart is just like Fred's. It's it's ministry. Yeah. Because, you know, they do. Ministry over music. And they do altar calls, things, you know, and um, they're very serious about yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and excellence all around. Because I remember going to some, we had offered a tuna sandwich. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't eat tuna. Not at Kingdom Bound, at other festivals. At, at other festivals. I'm like, I do not eat tuna. So you know, we had to come up with something creative. But, yeah, we do a world-class uh, at Kingdom Bound. They sure do, from you know, every, everything. Okay, so Mike, can you give us a favorite memory of yours with Kingdom Bound? Of the many that I have, and there are many, okay? But uh, the, the the one at the very top of my mind and, my, and the tip of my tongue, was just three years ago, and uh, <laughs> my 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 son my my closest uh, well one of my first son in the faith and definitely my first son in hip hop. He um he he called me up and he put his son on the phone. His son at the time was nine, and 
I, and, and I'm also his his godson, a godfather. So he says, Godfather. No, God Daddy. I mean, it's gonna be God Daddy, not Godfather. God, God Daddy. Um, uh, can I can I meet uh, King and, for King and Country? And I was like, sure. You know, Sammy. As we get close, I'll see what we could do to work that out. You know, and so I left it at that. Well, about two days later, I get a call back <laughs> from Curtis, and he said, uh, he says, uh, Pop, I, I, I told. You know, told my wife that uh, that you know you're hooking up Sammy to go to so he can meet King, for King and Country, and she said, "Just Sammy, <laughs> just right. Sammy." Yeah, I see. I'm trying <laughs> to not. Yeah, okay, okay. Samuel, just Samuel. Yeah, she has that. She knows, and she's gonna hear this too. <laughs> she has an accident. She knows it. All right, but just enough. And she said, "Just Sammy, just Sammy," and so he was like, "What?" She said, "Well, I want to meet him too." So I was like, "Okay." So of course. <laughs> I said it, you know, I set it up. And so there we were. And I, I asked, I, you know, I, I set up the, 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 the I, I've, I know the, the father, David, of the Small Bone Brothers, who are the, the primary members of for King and Country. And I set it up and I said, all I need is 120 seconds, just two minutes. I have some people that just want to meet you real quick. You know, I said, this, you know, the young lady, she's like my own daughter-in-law, you know, and her son, I'm his godfather and everything. And, and so, there we were backstage, you know, I said, so I called the, you know, the small bone brothers over and everything. Cause we've, we had already met and got to know each other a little bit. And so we're talking and everything. And so she's there and she's crying and she's saying to them that she's telling them that, um, that, uh, she was pregnant and found out that she had cancer at the same time that she had breast cancer and pregnant at the same time, and she was saying to them And they that, had wanted her to abort the baby. Yeah, and the medical people wanted her to abort the baby. And she was just talking to them, and she was telling them that every time she had to go, either to um, the obstetrician related to the pregnancy or the oncologist or even to go get treatment, she would listen to a particular song that they had done. And she just said that that's, you know, that song just got her through. And needless to say uh, that... And she was just telling that story. And needless to say that um, that she did have the baby. He's healthy. And how old is he now? He, uh, I think he's five. five I no, think he's four, five now. Four yeah, maybe yeah, four, maybe going on five now. And um, and uh, she just wanted to tell that story to them. And and I, you know, I was like, okay, 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 folks, we have to go. And the small brother's like, no, no, no. We want to hear this, and you know she can she could just let her take her time, and so she just told her you know she took her time telling the story, and you know and and she's a fireball for Jesus, but mm-hmm. she she has a very tender heart. And she's just crying as she's telling the story, and um and 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 the Smallbone Brothers, you know, Father David, you know, he was like the boys needed to hear this too, you know, um and um and that means a lot to me that they they and you know they probably still are the premier group in Christian music today and they cared more about her story, her testimony, you know, and they, yes. And they even prayed for her. Literally they prayed for her right there on the spot. And here we are backstage, you know, and they had just been in front of 40,000, 40 plus thousand people. And they, they just took their sweet time. And, you know, they had just been up there for about a little more than an hour, you know, ready to pop. Most were just ready to get back on the bus, go back to the hotel. And they were like standing there, just as gracious as could be, you know. 
Um, so that's that's my favorite one. I have many, but that's my favorite one because it was like the the reality of who they are as men of God um, came forth. So that's amazing. I love them. They're yeah, amazing. They are. Amazing they really family. Are. So uh, the word on the street is I'm feeling some kind of way. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that being said, do you feel like you have more music to release? Yeah, I'm feeling some kind of way about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Realistically, there is one more. I believe that there is one more project in me. Um, and I, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I'm always rapping, but I feel like, for lack of a better way of putting it, the way musicians use this, I think I've, I think I've gotten my chops back. And um, I um, I was, and, and let me tell you, I, I was embarrassed uh, because um, I was doing a, a song for a hero, small H, and the music is just so dope. It's like amazing. And I was so caught up in the music, I was having trouble dropping the lyrics, like dropping in on the downbeat. And I don't, and I'm like, wait a minute here. I've done six major albums and I'm not, you know, coming in on a downbeat and everything. Although right now I'm hero. I am really ready now, you know, you know, this is whack. (laughs) I feel like I've been hijacked, you know, I'm ready now, but, but, um, it was, it was, it was, yes, but, but there is definitely, um, at least one more project in me. And, and I'm hoping, you know, that in 2022, I can kind of make some moves towards that. Do you have an idea of what it, you wanted to do or accomplish? Yes. What I'd like to do basically is uh, I, I want to give people a taste of, the, we call it old school. I'm, I call it back in the day. But I want to give people a taste of what it, what this is really about. And some of the other brothers from back in the day, they they I believe I'm 100% sure that they share the same sentiment where, you know, there's, we we hear a lot of pronouned God, pronouned Jesus stuff, lots of metaphors about Christianity when people need to hear a very direct, clear um, a presentation of the good news of Jesus Christ with his name being mentioned and his attributes and God's attributes and characteristics as well. And so for I'd like to show that it is really okay while we can still get away with it and I think I'll do it even when we cannot get away with it, to bring forth the good news of Jesus Christ with our lyrical content. So do you feel like that encompasses the new era of music, that that uh, aspect of it? Yes, and this is not sour grapes on my part, okay? I, I love I love any of these brothers and sisters that are spitting lyrics for Jesus. They would tell you how I've made them feel, okay? So I'm just, I'm just saying that I desire greatly for that to... To, to come forth, you know, with the artists. You know, like, I mean, I had an album called Vigilante of Hope, you know, because we were out there doing it hardcore, you know, for Jesus, you know. And nowadays, people would would, would almost say, Mike, you know, it's kind of strong you talking like that. But, you know, the Bible says this is a crooked and perverse nation. We need to shine the ears lights, as the word says. And so we need to come out like that, you know. Maybe not every song, that's okay. But, man, let us be known for people people who were unashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Uh, okay, Paul, I got it from your word, but you know, I had to say it. <laughs> I, and uh, I think this is going to be the last one as we get, begin to wrap up. Uh, can you talk about the official release of Mic Drop and the different cities you've been to because of the project? I'll say this really fast because there's so much to say. 
Yes, the movie is coming out in April or May of this year. Uh, Warner Brothers Pictures um, um, put up all the money. Darius West, and I've always said he is a genius, is the producer and the director of the movie. And he has captured all of us rappers from back in the day. The original rappers, Stephen Wiley, um, uh, P.I.D. or the Preachers, Preachers in Disguise, um, some of the, you know, uh, Chili Chill from Gospel Gangsters, and all of us from back in the day, D.O.C., the Seven of Prince, Dynamic yeah. Tuesday. So, and, and it's a movie, and it's it's a documentary movie or a movie documentary, depending how you look at it. And it's going to be in selected theaters initially across the country. And it's the the history of Christian hip-hop um, from all of us originals. And so we're looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, we we are going to... Re- we've, we've already... We've we've already recorded one song, right? All of us on one song, and um, and uh, we're going to um, you know, we're working towards a, a mixtape, if you will, also uh, uh, this year. And the movie comes out, and so we're going to try to do all of these things simultaneous to one another to keep the momentum or get some momentum going. But we have already been, we have already to promote the movie. We've done it in, in Nashville. We've done it in te- Dallas, Texas, and we've done it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And there'll be a couple more cities um, this year as well um, that we are going to be doing this in so people can, you know, get a little taste. And then we do a, we do a concert, then we do a movie and then we do a Q and a period afterwards. And then it always ends up, in the Lord and spiritual praying so and everything. Amazing. So amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you, actually, if you uh, go on mic drop on Facebook, you could always check out uh, some of those, uh, those selected cities to see what actually happened. Yeah. Here. Amazing performances. Uh, it, it sometimes it's even hard to verbalize it because, yeah, it is. It um, really and is. I always say this to Darius, you know, everybody has seen Hamilton or most people have seen Hamilton. And there was a story of, of George Washington when he's uh, saying he needs someone to tell his story so they don't forget. And I felt like, although I haven't watched Hamilton, I've listened to some of the music and that really made me say, they're telling your story. Darius yeah. is telling your yeah. story that it is an epic time. It is a, a momentous time of knowing that this is where you started mm-hmm. and this is what has become of it. And to become, as America became a great nation, hip hop has become a great spiritual tool and weapon in the hands uh, of of uh, God fearing people that want to make a dent in the in into uh, the, the spiritual wickednesses that's coming against us. That's good. You must be married to a rapper. I think no I am. So. I think wow, I am. that was good. Thank no. you. Thank you. Wow, well, okay. thank you. <laughs> you go on some more. <laughs> anyway, well, we're going to end, and we want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Open Mic. Make sure you subscribe, follow, or whatever you need to do to stay current on our podcast. Until then, we hope to see you next time. Be blessed and stay safe. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you.